are Locked On Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are Locked On Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski. to cover the Packers for the leap. A newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. You can follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Today's episode is brought to you by Get Upside. Get Upside is an app that lets you make money for doing something you were already going to do, like get gas. Download the GetUpside app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 25 cents or more off on that first fill-up. Radio Row, a mob scene on Thursday. We got Annie Agar, the queen of Zoom. You probably saw her funny videos uh, floating around the internet over the last year or two. She is a Packer fan, it turns out, and she joins us to talk about how she became famous and how she became a Packer fan as well, and also... We have the great Marshall Falk on the podcast to talk about establishing the run, the modern playoffs, and why it's not so different than the playoffs that he was in, and some of the things that we're hearing from around Radio Row. Let's start with our friend Annie. We are here, Radio Row in Los Angeles. I am with the queen of Zoom, <laughs> Annie Agar, here with Bally Sports. Uh, what what was the genesis of the Zoom videos? How did that come about? So they started when COVID was happening, and uh, we didn't really when sports shut down. That was wild for all of us, right? Because we'd never none none of none of us had ever experienced that before and didn't know how to really react to it. And on top of that, this pandemic that was breaking out, everybody was kind of down and sad. And um, I saw that as kind of an opportunity that we needed to remember that it's okay to laugh. And what other what better way than sports? And we had just been prepping for the Big Ten with what I covered at my local uh, news station and spring games were happening so we were getting ready to talk you know what the what the season's gonna look like and there's that rivalry between Michigan Michigan State and we missed all that and that was like peak you know talking up your team before the season starts so I I had this idea to do a Big Ten um, Zoom meeting because we're all doing the Zoom meetings and what that would look like if the Big Ten was trying to get football up and running again because they do from my experience they do all hate each other in the Big Ten so uh yeah it just that was kind of the inception of it and I I love the concept because it like I said, it was this kind of a comedic relief in a time where people didn't, especially on social media, they didn't know what to post because it was such a, a down, depressed time. So, yeah, I was really I was really happy that it, I could turn this negative situation into a positive. What was the first one that popped? Uh, the Big Ten one was the first big one. And I didn't really, I'd done a couple other TikToks that were, trend, you know, based off trends that I'd seen on TikTok, which is what kind of everybody does, but <laughs> never had done um, a meeting before. And that was the first meeting. And I didn't even put it on Twitter. I put it on TikTok and it had gotten some traction. I'd gotten like 5,000 likes, which was the most I'd gotten on a video to that point. Um, and someone had actually taken it and put it put it on Twitter. I gotta go. I gotta find that lady and give her a hug because she put it on Twitter and it blew up from there. Twitter really took off, and that's when um, Desmond Howard retweeted it and Kirk Herbstreit, and uh, and it was getting you know this all this traction. I thought, okay, this could be something here. In your life, like what what was just your reaction to like, oh my god, this is happening right now? 
it was it was unbelievable. I, I think that day, I um, ESPN reached out that same day. Uh, Barstool tweeted it out too. So it was just a it was one thing after another, and the, the, it kept getting bigger and bigger. When ESPN did it, it was towards the end of the day, and I, I remember the notification from them saying we'd love to use your video, and it was the it was so surreal to me because I you know I wanted that for so long, and it was just so it was cool that it was my own concept that I you know and and that I'd been able to to continue to do it has been the best part of it. So that whole day was wild to me, and it was it was a whirlwind. I still don't I don't even remember what I what I said or what I did in the interviews. It just was, it was crazy. What is your what, you, you you were you had a day job? Mm-hmm. So what is the, what was their reaction to all of this? Yeah, they were. So my job was so supportive of it because, um, like I said, we weren't. I wasn't really working at the time. I moved back in with my family because COVID threw everything for a loop. So um, I worked at a local news station, and uh, and they were great. They you know they loved the the um, publicity I guess that it was getting. And then when things kind of continued on, I, I saw this as a great way to to lead into a better a bigger job at a bigger network. And I think they they knew that too. And it was just a really cool way to get to where I wanted to get to. What is your like sports fandom background? Um, so I born and raised in Michigan. Okay. Born and raised. In, remember that people, when I tell you the next thing, I'm a diehard Green Bay Packers fan <laughs> living in the state of Michigan. And then just to, just to make it a little bit worse, I moved to Chicago mm. <laughs> of all places. I just skipped right over Wisconsin, went right to Chicago. So, uh, it's fun though. Cause I mean, I think growing up, it was fun because it gave me a reason to know sports a little bit more because all of my friends were Michigan fans, were um, Alliance fans, and I'm also an Ohio State fan, so I just had to push back a little bit more. It was, it was, it was a good time. Give me a little tough skin, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, do you do you have a moment you think back, like, okay, this was the moment when I became a Packers fan? Like, the, was there a galvanizing game or player? Or like, wh- Yeah, you know, I think I didn't have the same kind of, like, love, I think, for Brett Favre because I, I, I became a Packers fan. I was super young, and there's actually a story about how that happened, but um, when I was super young and I, so I love Brett Favre, but I think, you know, I saw how the whole transition to Aaron Rodgers, And I think Aaron Rodgers was kind of that player for me. Not that I don't have, you know, don't love Brett Favre, but, um, when I was younger, I was pretty young. I just gotten into football. My brother's the biggest Lions fan. The whole family are big Lions fans. And I remember my, my best friend growing up, she's from Wisconsin. Her family are all Packers fans die hard. Like, you know, there, there's no non die hard right. Packers fans, but so anyway, they all had the cheese heads they got out Sunday. And so I go over to her houses on Sunday or go over to a house on Sundays when the Packers are playing and I came home one day and I was, I was young I barely knew what was going on with football and I came home one day and I'm like mom they, they don't cry over there on Sundays I was dead serious dead serious she's like yeah honey that's because they're Packers fans <laughs> I was like alright I'm going to be one of those I like that and it totally destroyed my brother which made it even better so that was kind of the uh, the whole the start of my Packer fandom right there <laughs> that is an incredible story I love that so so much so the last couple of years, there there has been some Sunday crying yes. going on in Green Bay. Now, in the playoffs. In different the playoffs. levels. Yep. You know, like a playoff a playoff loss hurts yeah. a little bit differently. Yep. I mean, th- this last one, I don't know about you, but I fully assumed we would be here. If we were talking, yeah. we would be talking we about the Packers. Yep. I mean, what, I mean, how surprised were you when that went down? I, I was, this is how convinced I was we were going to win that game. I'm in Chicago. I was so confident. I went out to a Chicago bar mm. downtown uh, wearing my Green Bay Packers jersey. <laughs> and I was the only, and I'm not even kidding you, there were 49ers fans coming out of the woodwork. Somehow everybody in Chicago had a 49ers jersey because they, they hate the Packers, obviously. So, um, yeah, so I was the only Packers fan in this bar. And it was traumatized. I posted a video, a TikTok of it. My reaction, I think it was the, I don't even know, maybe it was the block punt or the, the 
um, yeah, it was one of the traumatizing parts of that game. Um, and I, my reaction was completely 100% true. And I, I looked like I was crying. So there you go. That was, that's exactly. What, but no, that, that game, we should have won that game. Yeah. I don't, I just don't, you can't target Devontae Adams the whole time and, and think you're going to win a game like that. And I, I totally planned on a Jimmy G late interception, which, you know. Which he tried to throw. Which he tried several times. He tried to give us that game, but we still couldn't do it. I'm, yeah. Disappointed. Very, very disappointed. Are you, there is this group of fans now yep. that is just sort of ready to be like, this isn't working. Yes. Like, move uh, on. Like, we just need to try something else. Yep. How aligned with that mode of thinking are you? <sighs> you know, that's a good question. That's a good way to phrase it. Because I, I, everybody asks about Aaron Rodgers and how mm-hmm. I feel about that. I, I think it's not, I think the NFC is the, the place to be. Let me tell you, Aaron, yes. if you're listening, stay in the NFC because <laughs> you're going to be the best quarterback there for a while. Um, I, I think, I mean, we had to resign Devontae. That's that's my first thing. But I, I think it's all there. The pieces are all, they've always been there. We got Randall Cobb back. We had the talent. Special teams, for the love of God, you have to figure it out. Figure out your special teams. But we hired, we got rich, so yep. I, I think we're, I think we're moving in the right direction. But, but you do, you see it every, every time this happens. And they get to playoffs and they, they, they blow a big game. You're, th- what, what else can we do? That's what I'm, that's what I'm wondering. Same with like the Rams, you know, in the, in the situation that they're in. If they don't win the Super Bowl, they're, they're probably sitting at home like, what else do we have to do? We yeah. got Von Miller, we got OBJ, and that's kind of how I feel about the Packers. Like we've done, we had the, we had the talent. Special teams is the only concern. We're fixing that. So I think it's I think it's on the right track. Jordan Love is not the answer. I don't think. <laughs> Sorry, Jordan. I don't think it's the answer. Um, and I would love to see Aaron come back. I would. I know people are. I, I'm sure you have opinions on that, but I would love to see him come back. I, I do have takes on that. Mm-hmm. Um, as a as a Packers fan, we sort of. I think there is a relationship that they have to this game in part because they thought they were going to be there, but also right. the Rams took a very different approach to mm-hmm. roster building. Odell Beckham could have been a Packer. Now he's yeah. in LA. Could have been a buck too. Um, Zach Taylor is part of the same tree that Matt LaFleur is. And he's in a Super Bowl, has more championship game wins than Matt LaFleur, which does not feel right. <laughs> so do you, are you, do you have a rooting interest based on your Packers fandom? That's a good, that's a good question. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't really go like you think about the team that would win to make us look better, right? Like who do we yeah. lose to with all that stuff, which I think people will do that. But at this point, I'm not, you know, it's a new, we're talking new season for the Packers. So I'm, I'm focusing on who do I want to see based off? Like I love Matthew Stafford. I think he's, he's done his due diligence in Detroit. He's suffered enough. This would be a great win for him. And I also love Joe Burrow. Like I love, I love that whole story. Talking I love that. that he's, yeah, that he's the reason since like we we're talking about Cincinnati being in a Super Bowl for the first time in like 30 years. So I, I think, yeah, I think I look at it. I look at the Packers. You always have to look at your team and how it, how it impacts them, whoever wins the Super Bowl. But at the end of the day, I'm thinking about next year and trying to work. We're going to try to win a playoff game finally, hopefully. <laughs> and we won't even have to worry about it. We'll be talking about the Packers in another Super Bowl. That's what I'm ready for. All right. We'll be back here in a year in Phoenix. Love it. Okay. Love it. Last thing here. I asked Mike Renner this from Pro Football Focus because he used to have really great flowing hair. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers does not <laughs> right now. It's a little stringy. I don't know what's going on with it. Can you can you help him out? What advice can you offer to get it? Because like some some photos, like he had professional photo shoot. It looks it looks nice. Yeah, it Hel- pro- didn't. Am I the only one that thought it got progressively worse throughout the season too? You are not. Oh my gosh, I don't know what is going on. Midlife crisis. That's the only thing I can think of. He looked. He there were times where he Shailene Woodley is. God, she's got a great man there. Okay, Shailene, take care of him. Um, I think that he looked. He looked pretty good when he had short hair. Like he, you know, he was a good looking guy. Yeah. Not like a Justin Herbert or a Joe Burrow, but. 
<laughs> no, I think he was really looking at, I don't know where the long hair came from. Maybe it was part of the Hawaii experience. He wanted to really feel in the culture. I don't think I can help. I really don't know what to do with it. Shampoo, conditioner, a lot of it. <laughs> uh, cut it all off. I will, I'll be the first one there with scissors. I think he needs to, yeah, he's cut it off. And he still is doing, the State Farm commercials were all, he, he had long hair in those two, but it was at least slicked back, so that looked better. But the pressers after the games are just brutal. Just brutal. Yeah. What Mike said was there's an in-between stage where it doesn't look good, but I feel yeah. like we've gone past that we stage. We are way past that. That's true. That's true. That's like when you grow out bangs and you're thinking, okay, just get past this point and it'll look good. There's no, he's past every point and it still does not look good. <laughs> I have a lot yeah. of experience with the bangs. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> the issue that I have. Uh, where, where can people find more of the, the stuff that you're doing? Uh, on Twitter, it's at Annie Agar. Um, Instagram and TikTok is at Annie Agar5. Yeah, I, I kind of cross post everything. So if you follow me on one, it'll be on another. And yeah, I, I'm, that'll, that's, it'll be a lot of like behind the scenes content this week coming up to the Super Bowl and a lot of fun stuff on Super Bowl day. So, all right, let's excited. do this again in the year. But with the Packers this time. I like it. I like right. it. Yep. Thanks, Andy. Hopefully we won't have to wait a couple years to do that. <laughs> Thanks, Peter. Today's episode is brought to you by GetUpside. GetUpside is this wonderful app that allows you to make money to do something you were already going to do. Download the GetUpside app in the Apple Store, in Google Play, and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 25 cents or more per gallon off on that first Philip, you are already going to buy gas, so why not make money off buying that gas? Promo code TOUCHDOWN when you download the GetUpside app and you will get 25 cents per gallon or more off on that first Philip. Why not get money back for doing something you were already going to do? GetUpside is a great chance to do that. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered for more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football is coming to a close with the Super Bowl, the best time to get in on all the action. Bet Online remains your best spot for all your sports, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just football. Bet Online has you covered for college hoops, the NBA. If we have a Major League Baseball season, I'm sure they will be there. Golf, all of that stuff, UFC, and live real-time updates on current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers for the 2022 season. But online, where the game starts. We are here in LA, Radio Row for Super Bowl 56, Rams and Bengals. I'm here, former Super Bowl champion Marshall Falk. And Marshall, uh, people love to bet yes. on the Super Bowl. Yes, they do. And uh, I may have a couple wagers myself uh, going. You're here with Max and Bet trying to remind people to, to be responsible with it. We want you to be responsible. Uh, we want you to understand, set limits, set boundaries, make sure it's enjoyable, uh, stay within the parameters of, of your income level, and um, uh, maybe maybe not drop 30000 on the coin toss, but um, if you decide to do something crazy like that uh, or be responsible, Max and Bet is the place that you want to go. Um, we're, we're, we're able to take just about any bet you have. My mom used to always say, if you're going to get $20 worth of enjoyment out of it, $20 is worth it to, to, you know, risk a little bit of that money if you have it. Yes. But as long as you have it, that's the big thing. So when you, when you look at the way the NFL is now versus when you played, the running back position is, is been, I don't want to say marginalized, but, but it's not the same as it was. But at the same time, you got to be able to do more, which was your thing. So when you look at it, are you going, hey, this would be fun? 
or what what is your your perception of Halloween well, has changed? No, I mean you guys have been they, they show you guys the shiny object and 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 you buy into it. Passing league, they they're giving quarterbacks three hundred million, you know, and you're like, oh my God, like you have to do this. But just pay attention to when you get to the playoffs. And you start asking guys, as you're going to ask me, like, hey, what are some of the keys to the game? They're going to tell you, the team that run the ball the best. <laughs> you know, when you think about Green Bay, San Francisco, Green Bay couldn't run the football. Right. Or if they could have ran the football, they controlled the clock, that game would have been over. Rams 49ers, 49ers couldn't run the football. The Rams could. When the games matter, it's controlling the line of scrimmage and running the football. So I'll buy into it. I'll buy into it. I'll buy into it. Last year, Tom Brady had a great game, but Leonard Fournette, they ran the ball. They dominated the line of scrimmage. So pay attention to it. We 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 are we are relevant, although they try to you know, maybe find two or three guys to get the job done, and they might not be a guy that's a you know a showcase piece. But running the football is a huge part of this game, and you have to control the clock. I, I know that that you still go are, are back and forth with St. Louis. I believe you have, you have, a, you have a place there. Yeah, yeah. What is your perception of how the St. Louis fans perceive this? Rams team because they're in LA now. I mean, there's some people who uh, who still follow the Rams, and there's some people who don't. You know, and it's 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 um, <laughs> to each their own. You know, and I, I don't have anything to say about them. But there's people like Marshall. I'm like, your fan, but I don't. I'm not a Rams fan. They, they get to make their own decisions. But um, for the, for those fans that I know who uh, are are still Ram fans that are in St. Louis, I mean, they're happy. They're excited, and I think that and I think that they look at it from the perspective of well, we. We got them from L.A. <laughs> you know, it's like it, it, it's the dynamic of, of you got the team from L.A. And so um, how can you have the ill feelings when the shoe was on the other foot not too long ago? Joe Burrow's rise this season has been meteoric. Uh, but this has been kind of who he has been as a personality his whole his whole life. I, when, when I try and think of the guys in, in the 90s, early 2000s who were playing, is there a name comes to mind? You're like, yeah, that guy, he kind of reminds me of that guy. You know what, man? He's, I, I think you have to go back a little further when you start to think about, like, how he's carrying himself um, and and the, the confidence that he has. I just, you know, he, it's like... He reminds me of a Marino, a Montana, you know, a Joe Namath. Mm-hmm. Like he's that kind of, he has that kind of aura about him. Um, and I and I and I think Joe Montana and 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 Joe Namath, you know, more than just some average Joes who, who have played quarterback. <laughs> you know, he has he has that kind of appeal to him. Did you ever play with someone that had that just that it factor that you just, everyone just sort of gravitated to that guy? The, it, you know, it. Oh man, you know, Peyton had it. Peyton definitely had it. Um, Kurt worked, you know, Kurt's work habits and and who he was as a person, he had it. But I I think what you see in Joe is uh, it's a whole different appeal. Like most young guys, you see him show up with a chain and glasses. (laughs) You know they're going to have a bad game. To him, it's like, what are you talking about? (laughs) I get sacked nine times and still win. (laughs) What? So when you you have both the experience of winning a Super Bowl and losing mm-hmm. a Super Bowl, yeah. how do you think how do you think one affected the other? Luckily, you got you, you got ninety nine and then two thousand one. But but when when you lost, was it easier to move on? Do you think? Um, 
No, it wasn't easier to move on. And it, you know what? Initially it was, but but all the scandal stuff that continued to come out, it continued to bring it up over and over again. So it's it's harder to just, you know, let, let's say none of that stuff. You get over it, you move on. But then when it's like, hey, there's an investigation because they may have done this, then it's like, hold up, wait. <laughs> really? <laughs> you know, but if I, I, I just think like if they had just left it alone and just allowed it to be what it was, then I, I don't, I, you know, no issue, none whatsoever. Is there a moment from the first one or, or the second one, but is there a moment from the first one that is like, this is what I think of when I think of when we won the title? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, the Isaac Bruce catch. You know, with, with him, with, with Isaac being the guy who, you know, early on in his career with the Rams, had some success, and then the injuries and, and all the losing, and, you know, to have to have him make that catch and score the game-winning touchdown, you know, and then for Mike Jones in the tackle. I think those two moments, you know, it, it, it kind of crystallizes the, the moments that I think about when, when I think about our Super Bowl. Anything on the sidelines in the huddle or anything like that? No, I mean, those those two plays, I mean, they're, those are epic plays. Yeah. Like, epic. Isaac's touchdown and the Mike Jones tackle. Like, epic plays. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. If you're like me, New Year's resolutions are hard to stick to. And they can be tedious. They can be cumbersome in your life. Built Bar can make it easier to stick to a plan to eat healthier. Covered in 100% chocolate, but high in protein, high in fiber, low in net carbs, and low in sugar. Built Bar can help you stay on track and eat healthy, especially when you snack in 2022 and far beyond. I've been doing it for years now because there's so many great flavors to choose from. They've got these these new Built Puffs, which have protein-infused marshmallows. Yes, you read that right. You heard that right, protein-infused marshmallows. You've got terrific flavors on their classic Built Bars, mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, all there for you. There's a bunch of different flavors for you to choose from. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off at Built.com. Let's, let's finish up here. And thanks to everyone who makes Lockdown Packers their first listen of the day. Um, Aaron Rodgers wins the MVP. Uh, and Leroy Butler gets into the Hall of Fame. Congrats to Leroy. And the buzz around Super Bowl week is that Aaron Rodgers is going back to Green Bay. And he mentioned the Packers brain trust by name in his speech after he won MVP wearing a corduroy uh, jumpsuit, a <laughs> corduroy suit that, as our friend Annie Agar, who was just on the show with us today, pointed out, um, makes him look like an extra from Yellowstone, which is appropriate because, like the Cowboys, uh, they lose in the playoffs. And that's a that's a brutal joke. But as you know, she's a Packer fan, so it, it, it makes it a little bit easier, I think, to laugh at that a little bit. But uh, I talked talk to a number of people this week, people who know things People who are plugged in, people who talk to number 12 directly, and they say he is coming back in 2022. Does that mean it's done? Because if you talk to those same people maybe a year ago, you might have gotten a different answer. No, of course. Doesn't mean it's done. Roger said we're going to get an answer soon. Matt LaFleur in his red carpet walk looking 
Fabulous, by the way. No belt on him, which is the correct answer when you have a tailored suit. Said, we hope he's back. Well, everyone in Green Bay Nation, I think, maybe not everybody, hopes he's back. And it looks like that's the direction that we're headed. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that, 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.